1: And without further ado, let's begin. So this happened about two years ago. I was laying in bed on my stomach with my feet hanging off the foot of the bed from about mid-shin down. It was 3am-ish and my mind was finally starting to settle down to allow me to start heading off to sleep when I just felt something weird. I don't know how else to describe it than the generic cold feeling in the air when ghosts are around but it just felt weird like something had suddenly changed. But I was like what the hell and I spread my legs to see if I could feel like the shift of air or something that would explain that sudden coldness like a draft or something, and I shit you not, something poked me on the bottom of my foot. I'm talking a solid fucking poke, and I swear that I've never jumped out of bed so fast. I was expecting to see my roommate laughing his ass off, having snuck in to scare me, but there was nothing and nobody. After sitting there for a bit, I I just tried to dismiss it and fall asleep so that I could forget all about it. Trying to be rational because I didn't really believe in the paranormal shit. I'm a a see it and believe it kind of guy. Also, uh, a quick side note is that I was on a queen size mattress and a foot and a foot and a half away from the mattress edge. Now, I've had two or three experiences where I felt one of my cats walking on my mattress right next to me and you can just feel that shit, you know? And at those times, I've either reached over to where I felt the cat was to pet it, only to find fucking nothing, or known for a fact that we didn't have cats. I was living with roommates, depending on whether it was at my parents, or after I moved out, would explain whether or not they're cats or not. Well, a couple of minutes after the first poke thing, I'm laying down and... I felt somebody push down on the bed with their hands right on the edge of the bed next to me. At first, I thought that I had felt something, and then it actually was distinguishable that I did, in fact, feel something, and then it was pushing my mattress enough to make my body tilt in that direction, and to be quite honest, I was in shock, just pure panic. It took about two seconds from the minutest amount of force to the greatest that made me open my eyes and get my blanket and pillow and get the absolute fuck out of there to go join one of my roommates downstairs in the living room. Even now, as it was way more then, for fucking sure I was scared shitless. I literally just can't comprehend that that shit actually happened. And the fact that it was about three in the morning didn't help too. I've been thinking over the matter and knowing that 3am is like the devil's hour and there was a slightly similar scene in Emily Rose. It fucking freaks me out. It still fucks with my head trying to wrap my mind around the fact that I experienced that too and I just really don't know what to make of it. And that's my one and only paranormal encounter. Does anyone who's affluent in this realm of things have any input? Throughout my life, I've always believed in the paranormal. Early on, I remember hearing things in my old house. Doors closing, televisions turning on and off, loud bangs, but I've never seen what I believe to be an actual ghost. But that... That all changed last week. Last year, my parents bought a ranch out in the Texas hill country, about an hour northwest from where I'm located. While they were away travelling last weekend... I told him that I would head out to do a few chores and feed the barn cat who lives out on the land. While initially planning on heading out alone, I reached out to an old friend, Rick, to see if he wanted to join in and take the weekend to catch up on conversation and what we came to call ranch shit. And he obliged. The weeks leading up to our ranch rendezvous had been rainy ones for most of South Texas, which put a delay on our schedule. By the time that we pulled up to the old iron gate, the sun was quickly dipping behind the dark hills that the ranch sat nestled between. And that's one of the first things I noticed about this place too. There's this uh, a sense of being surrounded when you were out there. I had always attributed it to the rolling hills that encircled the little 90 acre plot of land, but now I, I think that there could be more to it. I was following the instructions that my parents had left for me as close as possible. Unlock the gate, swing it open, jump back in the car, pull forward, jump out of the car, lock the gate behind us. I had been out there a handful of times by this point, but this was the first time on my own and I didn't want to fuck anything up. The land looked so different than I'd seen before too, but the excess of rain that we'd been receiving had created really long streams running across the main road towards the filling tank which sat engorged, reflecting the last bit of the October sky. As we bumped along toward the main house, I pointed left, out across the field, towards a giant oak tree. Yeah, out over there is where the plot is. Rick craned his neck back to try and catch a glimpse of what I had gestured to. I had mentioned to him the week before that we had about six or seven graves on the property, all gathered together under an old sprawling oak most of all the stones were ineligible, except for one where you could make out a death date falling into the late 1800s. Rick's eyes surveyed the land more intensely now. As kids, we both loved the paranormal, telling ghost stories, playing with Ouija boards and scaring ourselves in the house that I grew up in was common. I also knew what a big fan of Texas history he was. He mentioned how excited he was to go take a closer look. So I get to doing the rest of the chores like turning on the water, disarming the electric gate, unlocking the house, turning off the alarm, turning on the AC. For the sake of your attention though, uh, I'll fast forward a bit. So we got settled in after I showed Rick the house and the property and we ate a bit and started to get into the beers. Late into the night we decided to go for a drive on the ATV, probably around 2.30 in the morning I'd say. I was being super cautious as to where I drove. The heavy rains had left a lot of the property waterlogged and I was told by my brother that he had gotten the ATV stuck out there the weekend before. And not wanting to have to enlist the help of the neighbor's tractor, I bobbed and weaved between large puddles and mud pits set like traps before us. Rick shouted over the growling engine to me, let's check out those graves. I veered left out across the field towards the big oak and We parked and cut the engine and stepped out onto the soaked earth and trudged towards the little cemetery. On our hands and knees by the light of our headlamps, we ran our hands across the grave, pulling out tall grass that encroached the stones. My fingers traced the cursive name that I knew well. Joseph Cassie was born March 1st, 1853 and died November 2nd, 1880. He was 27, just barely younger than I was. I wondered what it must have been like out here for a, a man his age. I wondered how he died, and when we purchased the land, the, the property owner said something off the cuff about the graves belonging to a family who died from the plague and a few horse thieves who didn't get very far and hung from that very oak tree. It was just land law, though, nothing to really back it up, so we didn't take it too seriously. We checked out a few of the other stones, too, but all were either too worn to read or flipped onto their faces. Satisfied with our expedition, we jumped back onto the ATV and headed out to a large field that I called the Meadow. It's about now that I realised just how bright the moon was that night. It illuminated the land, leaving only the dark silhouettes of bushes and trees peppered across the property. We sat in the meadow with me in the driver's seat and Rick in the front, with the headlights on to allow the music to keep us company while we talked. It really was a A beautiful night, and you could see as far off in any direction that your own sight would allow. But from the corner of my left eye, I saw a movement that caused me to whip my head in that direction. Hey, did, did you see that? I asked, not scared, but curious. The property is filled with wildlife, and by now we had run into more than a few miles of deer in the night. Rick, who had been staring out to the right side of the ATV, turned to see what had caught my attention. Uh, no? What was it? We sat there, but both our eyes fixated onto a, a line of three large trees about 20 feet off to the left of us. From the farthest right tree, um, a dark shape moved out to our left, blocking out the brightly moonlit field behind it and slipped over to the farthest of the trees to my left. Rick gasped too, which is what startled me the most. He was reacting to what my eyes were seeing too, validating that they weren't just playing tricks on me. And it sure looked as if someone had been watching us from behind one of the trees and stepped out to get a closer look. Amen. we should get out of here. We've had too many beers. Uh, Let's just go. He stammered. Wait, hold on a sec. I said as I cranked the key towards me cutting the headlights and the music at once, leaving us sitting in the moonlight alone. We sat in nature's silence with both eyes fixated on the area that we had just spotted the silhouette. Not even thirty seconds passed too before the exact same movement stepped out from the same tree and darted over to the farthest left tree from us, almost an exact replay. "'Dude, let's go,' Rick said firmly. And I had all the proof that I needed.' I fired up the engine and turned left towards the three trees, bathing them in the headlights and revealing no deer or other animal that could have been blocking out the moonlight in its passing. I sped back towards the main house, uh, abandoning any fear of getting stuck and cutting across the waterlogged field this time. But We pulled up to the house and walked to the back porch and sat in silence. My eyes felt like they've never been opened so wide in my life. Hey, Amen I-, I think we... I think we just saw a ghost. I managed. Rick turned to me and said, Well, we definitely saw something, man, that's for sure. Since then, my buddy and I have been keeping communication about that night. Him being the, the Texas history buff that he is, we found an old book that chronicled some of the history of the pioneers that settled in the area where my ranch is. We found a detailed account of a group of cattle and horses being stolen by a group of natives. The person who they were stolen from enlisted the help of a, a Joe Casey to help him track the natives in 1874, when Casey would have been 21. But this doesn't prove anything, and I just think it's interesting, though, that we now own a part of Texas history, and it's kind of exciting trying to find out what really happened to JC. I don't know exactly what happened that night, and I'm still not sure exactly what we saw, but. It was either a person or something else, and it's forever etched in my mind. G'day mates, it's B Buster here, and before the episode continues, I just want to give another huge shout out to Empty Faces for sponsoring this episode. So, for those of you who love watching scary movies and horror in general, Empty Faces is a monthly subscription where you become a paranormal investigator to try and stop a great evil. Each month, they send you cryptic clues and objects and things to decipher to solve the case in real time. Empty Faces also lets you play solo or with friends, and they also have this really cool online community where you can swap theories with people who are at the same point in the story as you are. And if you enjoy horror as much as I do, then I think you guys will really enjoy the game. I've been playing it recently with a friend, and it's been great to be immersed into a game that you can really tell that a lot of effort has gone into. From the story itself to the really cool collectibles received in each box, the quality of the experience is second to none. It's been great to go back over the game each week too and explore things again and find further details that have helped deepen the experience for me. And the online community was really neat to explore too. It was actually really helpful being able to share things with people and get feedback that assisted in making progress. And I've played a lot of board games in my life, and I highly recommend it if you're into this sort of stuff. Empty Faces have also been kind enough to offer the Hive 10% off of your first box, but you have to be quick because they only accept 200 members per day. To take advantage of this offer, all you have to do is go to EmptyFaces.com forward slash scared and sign up for 10% off your first box. That's EmptyFaces.com forward slash scared. I hope you guys take advantage of the offer, and without further ado, here's the rest of the episode.
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today, or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: I've shared this story across different forms of social media, Uh, told it to my close loved ones, even told my brother about it too, who is the main focus of this, and I've never received a, a clear answer for it. This happened when I was around 11. I'm about to turn 20 now, so... My memory may have distorted some of the details, but I still clearly remember the most important parts. I'm posting on here for a, a possible explanation, because I just really have no idea what it could have been. I'll start by explaining the layout of the game room in my childhood home. I really hope this makes sense, because I was always um, shitty at explaining this part when telling others this story. But Please let me know if you guys need any clarification, though. So, when you go up the stairs, uh, it opens up to a main room, uh, a TV stood up against the left wall and two other brown couches opposite the TV. One is against the right wall and the other is facing away from you, making a 90 degree angle and also forming a a halfway walkway to the right, to my brother's room and my room. The walkway behind the couch leads straight to my brother's room, which is behind the right wall and branches off to the right at an actual hallway that leads to my room. I'm pretty sure that that's all the room description needed for this story, but if I've missed anything, I'll be sure to share it later. So, I was 11, meaning my brother was 19 at the time. He was uh, obese as a kid and got into parkour to lose weight. Over a couple of years, he got so obsessed with it that he would stay out late every night with his friends just jumping around and shit. That night, at around 10.30 or 11, I was watching Ghost Adventures one of my favourite shows, even though I knew back then that it was Fifty Shades of Fake. And I was on the couch directly facing the TV. My dog, a a Labrador Collie mix, was curled up beside me. My brother was out doing parkour with a a family friend that lived around 45 minutes away, I think. I heard the front door open, which was right at the bottom of the stairs, and what sounded like someone walking or dragging themselves irregularly up the stairs. I saw my brother reach the top and collapse at the top of the stairs, hunched over and breathing heavily. I could see the white shirt that he was wearing was soaked down his back with just heaps of sweat. But I guess that that wasn't too abnormal. I mean, he just came back from jumping over buildings and doing flips and stuff. Of course, he would be out of breath too and sweaty. He had longer hair at the time too and it was covering his face. And that's important because I never actually saw his face the whole time. But my dog started growling, which immediately raised some alarms in my head. I mean, she never growls at anyone unless they give her a bad feeling, usually strangers on the street and whatnot. Definitely no one in my family, and most definitely not my brother. She absolutely adores these people, but the hair on the back of her neck was sticking straight up and... She was leaning into me like she was scared or something. I said hi to him, but he didn't answer. He didn't give any indication that he'd even heard me. He was still breathing heavily too, laying on top of the stairs and holding himself up with his arms. My dog was still growling and started whining and glancing between him and me. I said something along the lines of, fine, screw you then since he didn't answer and then he started moving and he crawled to his room, hidden behind the other couch. I decided not to follow and not to bother him. He was still an axty teenager and was known to yell at me if I was even a little bit annoying. My dog stopped growling, but her fur never went back down. An hour later, I was still on the couch, just still watching ghost adventures, when I heard the front door open again. My brother ran up the stairs and said hi to me, and was about to go to his room when I stopped him. I asked him, "Didn't you just come home like an hour ago?" And to that he said, "No, I was at the family friend's house eating Sonic." He showed me a bag of Sonic leftovers that he had, and confused, I, I didn't say anything else and just let him go to his room. And nothing happened after that. I actually told my brother about it uh, around two years ago, I'd say, and he was really freaked out. He kept asking me why I didn't tell him but I don't know I I just thought that he snuck out again after he got home or he was just trying to scare me. I really don't know what or who that first guy could have been. I mean he looked exactly like my brother save for his face which I never had a good look at but he had the same hair, same clothes, same backpack, everything. And I don't know why my shy-loving, non-aggressive dog was growling, too. The whole thing just still boggles me to this day. Any explanation would be appreciated, and thanks for that. This happened in a small town in Texas near Dallas, if that's any help, too. I've only told this to a handful of people, and I know it sounds crazy, but... the only other person who can confirm any of it is my little brother, who has since passed away. So when I was very young, I rented my first house, a a three-bedroom, one-bath ranch-style house with a a full basement. I rented it from my aunt, who recently married into the family. She had inherited the house from her grandfather. But the house had been in their family since its original construction, when it was a a one-room, no plumbing or electricity house. As time went on, the house was expanded and updated. Her grandfather and his dad actually ran the original electricity in the house. My uncle and aunt bought a new house and were starting a family, but they wanted to keep the ranch house, so this was a perfect arrangement for everyone. So I moved into the house on my own, but a few other people had a key to get in. My brother, a friend, and my aunt and uncle had a key. But the only time I locked the door was when I left or was sleepy. Most friends or family just walked in when I was home and my brother would sleep over a few nights a week and he would spend time in my new home even if I wasn't home so yeah he was there pretty much all the time. But shortly after moving in some really weird shit started happening. Things would just go missing or be found where they had no right or reason being there. Might hear steps in the hallway and then a bedroom door slam close. When I would investigate no one would be there obviously no one else in the house. This would happen um, a few times a week too and sometimes if I ignored it the door would open and slam shut three times in a row. This would happen with no windows open and with no AC or heat current but still I convinced myself that it must have just been bad hinges settling or my imagination or something. But shortly after that I started hearing uh, voices loud enough to hear but too hushed to make out what was being said so I'd turn on the TV or play music over it. I almost always had music on anyways and I would tell myself that I was just being paranoid. Next came lights flashing on and off. This was always coming from another room and I'd see it happening in the kitchen if I was in the living room or see it down the hallway coming from the restroom if I was in the kitchen counter cooking. I would tell myself that it was due to the old DIY wiring being flaky and it would happen quick and fast and the light would go on and off and on and off and on and off just enough to really get my attention and then that was it. It wasn't long after that too that I would uh, see things fly by my peripheral vision. This was random and I must admit this was quite scary. Up to this point Things had only happened when I was home alone, but this happened a few times when people were over visiting too. However, no one else noticed but me. People would see me react, but that was all, and it was was actually really awkward. About this time too, the light on and off game would end with the light being on. I would have to manually flip the switch off, and this, uh, this really freaked me out as I could no longer blame it on bad wiring as bad wiring wouldn't flip the switch up and down. I came full circle and just stopped explaining it all away and accepted that my house was actually haunted. when I told people that I had a ghost too, they would laugh and then nothing would happen while they were over so I guess I just kind of looked crazy. When I would investigate the doors or turn a light off after the light game, things would calm down, but after some time, I just stopped investigating. I mean, why bother? This, though, would cause things to get worse. Then many lights would go on and off and many doors would slam. Keys that I just put down in their spot would disappear and I would literally freak out and have to block doors open with chairs and I would yell things like, Okay, I get it, you're pissed you have my full attention now and with that things would calm down but from here on out too little things didn't happen in little spurts but when things happened it was two or three things at once and things would accelerate quickly so I would yell something like I know you're here knock it the fuck off and just as I'd yell that someone would walk through my door or like what did I do taking it personally I'm sure I looked crazy, but this happened enough times that when multiple things would happen, I'd say something smart like, thanks for the heads up, I wonder who's coming over. Or I'd yell, come on in, I'm in the kitchen. Next, uh, this only happened a few times as I moved soon after this, but I'll tell you the first thing that happened with uh, my brother present. So, I'd been out pretty late at night and... I came home, and shortly after, my brother came over too, after he got off work, second shift. But We were in my kitchen, just music on and eating and talking, and out of nowhere, something flew across the kitchen. We both reacted too. Then, it flew back and nearly giving us whiplash, we looked at each other like, what the fuck? We went to the far corner of the long kitchen where we thought whatever it was went, and nothing was there. It flew by again one last time, over our shoulders and close enough to feel the breeze this time, and I was actually happy someone else saw what I was seeing. We were both freaked out though, and to this day I I think things happened to him when he was in that house alone too. I think he wrote it off and just kind of explained it away, but he was in that house far less than me, but he was really the only person to spend hours or days in that house besides me. But Some other things that happened too were... Every time it rained just hundreds of little frogs would fill the basement. I don't know where they went or where they came from but on one occasion too a a huge black snake was in my bed. It crawled up between my legs and within a few minutes of being in bed I, I screamed and just jumped out. My brother ran in turned on the light and pulled back the blanket and we saw this huge black snake. He threw it out of the house but I just often felt like I was being watched or lightly touched on the shoulder or neck from behind. I only lived in that house for a little under six months and my uncle swore me to secrecy because he was afraid of what my aunt would say if I told her about it, that it would upset her. She loved the house and her grandparents actually raised her and she actually grew up in that house and she never had any bad experiences in there too. I don't know what all this was about but... Any thoughts or ideas on what could have been in that house would be much appreciated. Also, any ideas on why it seemed to want me to be scared and to look crazy would also be much appreciated. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. So I've had three very memorable paranormal things happen to me as a, a kid or a teen. The first one, I grew up in a house that had three bedrooms for five people. It was my grandmother's house, and as such, she made up the sleeping arrangements. The bed that I normally slept in allowed for a perfect line of sight down a hallway and into the kitchen. That's if you slept on the left side of this bed, that is. But for some reason as a kid, I was always terrified to sleep on that side too. I'd always look down the hallway scared that I'd see someone walking or something move in the dark, way at the end where the kitchen was. My grandmother was always a an early riser, and I would be able to sleep in peace once I knew that she was up for the morning too. So one night, I'm sleeping on the bad side of the bed and was scared as usual. I had had my head under my bedsheet because if I couldn't see anything, well, it couldn't harm me, right? <laughs> well, when one starts to run out of oxygen from being under a bedsheet for too long, one has to eventually come up for air when I lowered the sheet and looked down the hall. There was a, a man in a, a wheelchair just outside the door of my bedroom. Well, I pulled the sheets back over my head and just laid there, frozen in fear until I heard my grandmother get up. I slowly pulled down the sheet and, to my relief, the wheelchair man was gone now. After that, I avoided sleeping on the left side of that bed as often as I could from then on. So the second was on one particular day where the entirety of my family was all in the same house at the same time, which was rare for us since my older brother was away to college most of this particular time frame. Anyways, but my grandmother had an addition built on the back of her house. It was a, a simple bedroom addition with a utility room and bathroom added on to help with the overcrowding in my grandmother's tiny two-bedroom one-bathroom house. All of us, including my grandmother, were standing, staring at the back window of this addition, just looking at some storm in the distance. One by one, everyone left the room except for me. So one of my brothers had gone into the bathroom and locked the door. but There was an audible clunk to that lock on the door and so I knew that he had gone in and was paying homage to the porcelain god. My mum, older brother and sister had left and were now in the kitchen and I could hear them talking in the distance. Plus, I could hear that one of them had turned on the TV, and so, most definitely, I was the last person standing and looking at the window at this very ominous-looking storm. Next thing I know, there's a a tap on my shoulder. I do that uh, that turn-your-face-and-pull-your-head-back-on-your-neck-when-something-is-just-way-too-close-for-your-face motion, and I see a, a fucking boot sitting on my right shoulder. Well, in one quick motion, I reach up my left hand and take the boot while turning to see who was putting an old boot on my shoulder and there was no one behind me. No one. I looked to see if it was one of my brothers, but the door to the bathroom was still shut and locked and I could hear my older brother talking in the kitchen. I do a quick 360 just to be sure that no one is screwing with me and... There were zero bodies in that room except for me. I went from confused to terrified in about three seconds. The boot got thrown into a pile of clothes and I ran out of that bedroom and straight into the kitchen. My heart was pounding and I really just couldn't say anything. My mum and older brother and sister were just sitting at the kitchen table talking and I went to watch TV, just trying to get over the overwhelming nausea and fear that had gripped me. But the whole situation, it was just so strange, it seriously freaked me out. So, as it turns out, being older and being a golden boy had certain privileges that my older brother exploited. That new bedroom addition that I mentioned became my older brother's bedroom when he was home from college and eventually my older sister's bedroom too the bed my mum and grandmother managed to scrounge up was the squeakiest, stiffest, most ridiculously loud bed that I'd ever heard. But The box spring had enough metal in it to make a a small car and if someone sat on it, you knew it and could hear it three rooms away. So one particular night, my mum was at work and my grandmother was getting cranky because she wasn't asleep yet and my sister was who knows where. After being sufficiently berated, My twin brother and I decided to just go to sleep or the old battle axe would just gripe and yell and gripe some more. My sister had laid claim to the new addition bedroom at this point so twin bro and I were sharing the not the grandmother's bedroom. We were laying in bed just talking and the lights in the whole house had just been turned off and things were black but we were stir crazy and talking helped bleed out some of that uh, that teenaged energy. As we both closed our eyes and were drifting to sleep. It sounded like three people just started jumping on that squeaky ass bed. And I mean the noise it was making sounded like the bed might collapse if the jumping got any harder. My brother and I sat straight up in bed and looked at each other like what the heck was that? I seem to remember too that uh, we each grabbed something that we could use as a weapon and flipped on the lights in the squeaky bed's bedroom and the bed was just perfect not a wrinkle on it both pillows were neatly tucked under the bed sheet and the comforter was smooth and partially folded down just as if it had just been made we just sort of stared in disbelief too first at the bed and then at each other I don't know what happened that night or what happened for the rest of the time that I was there but I really hated that house